0: Thank you very much, Ageless Shirley. Truly, you're the epitome of age is just a number. And you know, I like it when you you said that, keep on going until you achieve your goal. Don't stop, you know, don't stop. Keep your eyes focused on your goal. All right, now let us move on to our next speaker. Christine Lim is a grad, she being able to draw before learning how to write Foretold what what Christine Lim was born for, she graduated cum laude from a, from the University of the Philippines de Diliman as a university scholar for four consecutive years. She passionately explored her chosen path, which has always been her calling. Hence, she grew a multidisciplinary art. She grew as a multidisciplinary artist with painting, drawing, graphic design, film and digital, photography and digital art as her areas of interest. Over the years, she has come to understand what visual arts mean for her. Art is a God-given skill to relay and do something beyond what the artist wants to convey and where the message goes past all known worlds and lexies. Every exposition counts, especially if if it positively impacts and transforms the viewer's life and disposition. This artist on a mission was captured, captured the hearts of many after her successful solo art exhibit called Almost There. This marked her official return to the art scene after being on hiatus for years. Not known to many, Christine is a mirror writer and she also sleep talks. Christine will share her mission and the story behind her topic, when a demanding woman faces a demanding God. Streaming live from Quezon City, Philippines, ladies and gentlemen, Christine Lim.
1: Good evening, everyone, and thank you for having me here. It is such an honor to be part of Global Women Who Rule 2022. I would like to thank my dear friend, Ms. Kathy Solis, for nominating me. Ms. Apple Esplana Manansala for founding and spearheading this wonderful project, and of course, all of you who took time to be with us tonight. It is such a blessed evening indeed. Before I begin, I first would like to share with all of you who I've been known to be as a woman for as long as I can remember. But I'll just summarize it in one word, demanding. I'm not going to sugarcoat or shroud myself in self-righteousness, especially for tonight. I am not the nicest person you will meet. I'm not perfect. I have flaws, a lot. And for the longest time amidst my flaws, I was still so demanding to get things I deemed I was entitled to have. And what are those things? Everything. As a daughter, my mother, and my strict and demanding father had the hardest time raising me. I always insisted on what I wanted, even I had to go against them. I was a rebellious child and adult. I always fought hard to be the person I want to be, even if it wasn't what they wanted me to become. As a friend, I was very demanding with acceptance and affirmation. As an enemy, well, I, I always demanded to be right, and I will do whatever it takes to prove those who hurt me that they are wrong. As a student, I always demanded to be the best in areas I knew I was good at and wanted to excel in. As an employee, I was demanding to always be heard. I was demanding to do things my way and perhaps that's the reason why being a professional artist suited me better. Now, most of the time, I work alone. As a boss, I was demanding with time, with fast progress, with everything I felt I needed for my employees. I was demanding to always be followed and for everyone to do things my way in the timeline, in the timeline that I demanded to be met. As a wife, I demanded from my husband um, well, you know how wives are. let's let's say it together. I demanded from my husband to give me the sun, the moon, the stars in the world. As a mother, I demanded from God to make my children better than other children. And I'm sure if not all most mothers parents can relate, yes. However, being demanding never gave me what I wanted. Never. Because looking back, the reason why I was so demanding for the longest time was not that I kept on getting what I wanted. It was because I really, it was because what I really wanted was to be happy. And no one in this world could give me that. Happiness comes from within. It wasn't just something that I wanted. It was something I desperately needed. For years, I've been Looking for happiness from the wrong places, the wrong people, the wrong situations, parties, alcohol, medications, relationships, even good wills like charity efforts that I was engaging myself in presented themselves futile in providing answers to my anxiety, depression, and desperation. My reckless and wrong decisions led me deeper and deeper until I was drowning that I can no longer breathe. The only option that made sense was to take my life away. Then one evening, amidst my my husband's strong refusal to go, I found myself inside a church during one of their service, as if the whole program was dedicated to me. In a snap, God answered me and turned my life around. There, I told him, I'm his, and whatever he wants me to do, I will do. Wherever he wants to take me, I will follow. And my journey as a new Christian was just so full of overflowing blessings. And I was in heaven. I was happy. But then I also realized that being a Christian is also a calling to continuously change for the better. And how do we do that? We get our faith stretched. We get tested. We get broken so we can be made new again. After a few months after I surrendered my life to him, he blessed me with identical twin boys, John and Judah. I only asked for a son, and he gave me two. But then, I de- but then I delivered them prematurely at only six months postnatal. At first, everything was OK. Both John and Judah were improving. But after two months, John's operation turned into a disaster. I saw my son, John, in pain. I watched him for one long, agonizing month as he slowly suffered and deteriorated with his intestines sticking out of his tummy due to errors from his operation. In front of doctors and parents and other people, I wanted to be strong. I showed them my steadfast faith in the Lord. I didn't want them to see that I was scared and unhappy. No, I will not be defeated again. But every time I went home, I would go to my walk-in closet. There, I would scream at the Lord and shout nasty words at Him. I cried. I cried over and over, and I demanded Him to take all the pain away. I demanded Him to make everything okay. I demanded Him to take me instead. Then one evening, as I cried myself dry, face down on the floor, I found myself in a place where I saw the face of a demanding God. There he was demanding something. And his presence was resounding. But he wasn't demanding for the life of my son, John. He wasn't demanding for mine. He wasn't demanding to get anything that I have. Why would he demand to get something he owns in the first place? No, it wasn't that. What he was demanding from me, was for me to allow him to love me. What he was demanding from me was to accept what he wanted to give, and he was willing to give me everything. Everything I never knew I needed, but I needed so desperately. And it dawned on me, I never really allowed anyone to truly love me. I always had this wall of distrust toward everyone around me. I always felt people were insincere, unfaithful, dishonest. Was it due to the paranoid personality disorder that I was clinically diagnosed with? Perhaps, perhaps. But there on the floor of my walk-in closet, with my cheeks resting on the puddle of my tears, I stretched out my arms on the ground and just allowed myself to be loved by him completely there i fully surrendered and trusted him with john's life with my life with my everything john is now happy with jesus yes john is no longer with me but surrendering to god with all that i am was the best decision that i've ever made in my entire life and i couldn't be more grateful i have a beautiful family two amazing children justin and judah and a loving and a handsome husband, Jasper, wonderful and amazing parents, and the rarest gift God can give me, a mother-in-law I was able to click with. Through that moment, I also was able to hear God's calling to live my life as how it should be. I've turned away from the art scene for 10 years, ignoring and disregarding the talent that he gave me. For years, I didn't use it. I went against what he specifically instructed everyone with regards to the special giftings that he has blessed us with. After my John passed on, two people, a sign of God's conviction and confirmation, told me on separate occasions. John is no longer with us because his mission was already accomplished and it was followed with and it was followed with you are still here because your mission is not done yet. What is your mission? And I immediately knew what it was, as if it was the clearest ray of sunshine that turned on me to be a spotlight. It was time to be who I was, to be the artist that I was created for. It was time for me to go back to art, not to build a career, but because I have a mission to accomplish. I came back to be his artist on a mission. My journey in the art industry and outside of it has been more than what I ever dreamed of. I never even prayed for any of this. I never prayed for the favors, blessings, and provisions that God has been showering me. And so... Though I still feel I'm undeserving of all that I have been receiving because of what I've done in the past and I've been trying not to continue to do, I just allow myself to be used by him. I just allow myself not to be in control and let God move me. I'm sorry. I still am not perfect. I'm no saint. But I am no longer the same i am no longer just a woman i am now god's woman now i'm happy i have more than what i want i have all that i need and it is true christ is enough with all that i've shared with you i'm sure you ask am i still demanding is christine still demanding the answer remains to be yes but now As a daughter, I demand from myself to be intentional in obeying my parents and to show them that I honor, appreciate, and love them. To listen and to keep on learning how to breathe whenever disagreements arise. As a friend, I demand from myself to be patient and more sensitive. As a still considered enemy by some, I demand for myself to never try to defend myself or feel the need to explain or share my side of the story. I demand for myself to learn to control my temper, manage my emotions, and be forgiving with or without an apology from those who hurt me. I demand for myself to remember that I'm no better and I too need to be forgiven. As a student, I demand for myself to listen to my mentor, focus on honing myself, and never compare my capacity with anyone. As a boss, I demand from myself to learn how to trust and understand whenever I get disappointed. I demand from myself to be confident that God has something better he has already set before me. His plans and timing are greater than my planned projects and schedules. As a wife, I demand from Jasper to say sorry because I'm always right. I'm kidding. As a wife, I demand from myself to learn how to listen, to respect and love my husband unconditionally. And I just want to say, Jasper, you're such a blessing to me. As a mother, I demand from myself to not be controlling and to simply allow my children to grow at their own pace and in this beautiful world to simply guide them and witness as as god makes them bloom towards becoming the person that he created them to be i demand from myself to always accept that they are not mine but god's and whatever happens they are going to be all right and now as an artist on mission i demand from myself to be intentional in maximizing the talent that god has given me to be the person he shaped me to be I demand from myself to use the work of my hands, not, to, not for my self-serving reasons, but for God's purpose. To use art beyond art, in endless ways the Lord calls me and is able to equip me. I demand from myself to move in ways that go beyond what the industry has been used to in terms of what art is about. So yes, I still am demanding. But indeed, the enemy intended for evil god can always use it for good and whom you're demanding can be a good thing and so as people as women who will never be perfect always a work in progress but has that drive to keep on trying we must demand from ourselves from ourselves to constantly change to be better we must demand from ourselves to open our hearts, to learn to lift up and surrender everything to our Lord that He may guide us and transform us. We must demand that God's perfect love must rule in our lives. So let Jesus rule because this is how God's women will rule. Magandang gabi po sa inyong lahat at hiraya maniwari.
0: thank you very much Christine that was such an inspiring and lovely message and you know what what, what I was able to pick up was that if you know at our lowest at the really really lowest and darkest the darkest times in our lives when we have the courage to surrender that's when things change right all right and now for our next speaker Clarence a Luana, is an architect who fell in love with interior design and took that passion to build her own interior design firm design and build ca construction she had her bachelor's degree in architecture at the far eastern university and her diploma courses for interior design at school of fashion and the arts she dipped her feet in the fmb world and opened a cafe with her friends allen and FS- SFC in 2017 to 2019. She became a member of JTI Makati Princess Urdua on December 2012. And since then, she chaired numerous projects, both in community and development, national and international gatherings. In the same woman-led group, she was the 2015 Director for National and International Relations, 2016 Director for Membership Development, 2017 VP for External Affairs, 2020 VP for Internal Affairs, 2021 Secretary General, and now this year, she sits as the 2022 LO President of JCI Makati, Princess Redua, one of the biggest and most celebrated chapters. Let us all find out how she remains calm and steady on issues popping out everywhere as she discusses system in a world full of hormones. Streaming live from Makati City, ladies and gentlemen, architect Clarence Niwana.
2: Um So who here believes in horoscopes? How about in your zodiac signs? I am a believer of this only because all the traits of an Aryan I have, or maybe some what I used to be. I am very passionate, I am optimistic, and I'm very quick to action. But of course, ARIS are said to be short-tempered and we are very, very impulsive. So these traits made me a good boss, but it made me a bad leader. So diving in the construction business when I was just 22 years old, I was unlicensed because I was a newly graduate And of course, I'm a girl, a female. It did not come easy for me. I had a lot and experiences with my seniors in the industry who are undermining, who were undermining my ability. And some of our workers, as you know, in the construction, they cannot take or they cannot accept that they are about to be headed by a woman. And of course, I was very young and, uh. We had um, workers that really talked down to me because um, they think that I don't know what I was saying. And my impulsivity makes me very reactive in conflicts and those conflicts bring forth more conflicts, which only harmed me and our company. Because of my short temper, uh, my anger used to shoot up very easily and it aggravates the situation more. So imagine you're in a construction setting and um, I'm a girl, I'm the only girl, and um, I used to be very, I, I used to shout and I used to be very, very angry. And there are a lot of men there who are construction workers and not just engineers, but also construction workers. So imagine how I felt, not being heard and not being followed. So back in 2012, as you've heard, I am very fortunate to have the opportunity to join JCI Mahati Princess Urduha. Um, It's an organization that aims to create positive change, not just to the community, but also to ourselves as well. We have trainings and workshops on how to become an effective leader. But it pinched my heart because when I have heard that, I know that I was not in any way an effective leader at all because I am very reactive and I'm very short-tempered. So even after a lot of um, leadership courses and hearing the effective leadership course over and over, I still find myself being affected by every little thing and every little disturbance that came my way. So being in an all-female chapter, hormonal changes can be very, very real. The menstrual cycle of a woman affects the serotonin, which you know is the hormone that is in charge in balancing our moods, in stabilizing our um, moods, and lessening the depression. Aside from this monthly off-mood episode of women, members of JCI Mahati Princess Orduha are very, very empowered already. They are also assertive. And that adds to the challenge of leading them when you are like me, impulsive, reactive, and emotional. So um, years passed and I evaded the responsibility of being the president. And I remember every year my supposed to be batch mates teased me on why am I still not the president? Because life came in my way and I find myself highly, highly stressed highly anxious to the point that I was shaking and panicking at night before I, before I sleep, or sometimes no sleep at all, being sick and confined in the hospital, having very low immunity, and hurting the people that I love the most. All all because I got so negatively affected by the, negatively affected by the issues and everything, problems that are coming my way. So last September 2012 my grand my grandfather who i love very dearly died and it took a toll on me physically emotionally and psychologically it was the middle of the delta surge and all our household my aunt my cousin and even my mom are all were all in isolation and i was the only one physically available to fix the funeral of my grandfather so imagine imagine me i cannot grieve because i have to rise up to the occasion and i have to take care of his funeral also because it was very unfortunate that we are affected by the granular lockdown lockdown during that time and i was the only one present who can go out and my grieving got delayed it got delayed and it got delayed and i felt like being strong is equal is equals to not showing any emotions so i went about my daily routine i go out with my friends I worked as the, as the um, President-Elect of JCI Mahati Princess Urduha during that time. I worked as the Secretary General for the 2021 Board of Directors. I still do what I do every day. But I find myself unhappy because I was wearing a mask. And I thought, why am I feeling like this? I'm a strong, resilient woman. I'm a woman leader. I have gone through so many so many things in my life. But what why am I feeling like this? I always find myself extremely exhausted after every meeting we had in JCI and I find that I take it personally whenever someone questions me, whenever someone shares their opinion, whenever whenever someone says their suggestions or whenever whatever They throw at me during my campaign as um, the president. I find and take it personally. I got so affected, but I was also trying so hard to not show it and be stoic. But my understanding of stoicism was very shallow back then because I just thought that if I don't show emotion, if I don't show that I'm sad, that I'm grieving, it means that I'm stoic. But deep inside, I was really, really ruined. So I was blaming the full moon. I was blaming the retrogrades, my zodiac, my raging hormones, and the hormones of the of um, my board of directors, the hormones of an all-female chapter. I was blaming them because I don't know why I was so down. And I was trying to make sense. Why am I like this? Why am I reacting like this? So one night when I was um, driving home, I felt very, very lost. I felt lost and I didn't want to go home. I don't want to go home to my parents nor to my place. I was extremely anxious for no reason and exhausted because of the mask that I was placing on my head. But no one seems to notice and I felt unappreciated. So that night, I drove, I drove back and forth in Edsa, going to Kalohan to Makati, Kalohan Makati, and feeling directionless when I was in, when I was driving. Um, I just—it's like an autopilot. I was just—I don't know what I'm doing—and um, suddenly a bus displaced one of the concrete barriers in EDSA and because I was running fast, my tire hit the concrete barrier. So my car skid to the outermost lane and I had an accident. So my car went over the sidewalk and it turtled. So my instinct told me to quickly went out, to quickly, to quickly crawl out and everything went there. Um, days after that, I suffered from depression, anxiety, and of course trauma because it, so I was in a near-death traumatic experience. But because I was already the elected president of JCI Mahati Princess Orduha, again, again, I needed to overcome what I was truly feeling. That I was really sad, and I was still grieving. The day came wherein all of the negative emotions paralyzed me. And I want everything to stop. And I wanted to run away. So I was lying down and I was searching TikTok. I was um, I was um, looking at TikToks to make myself happy. I stumbled upon one quote. And this quote Said that every day you make choices and that you choose wisely. So it it brought up an an epiphany to me, and I have I know that I have the power to choose. You have the power to choose. We were fighting for that in JCI Mahati Princess Orduha for women to have a choice. But it never occurred to me that I also have the power to choose on how to react, how to receive criticism, and how to receive what was life throwing at me. I made the conscious effort daily to choose well, in spite of the raging hormones, in spite of all these retrogrades and the alignment of stars and the planets, I know that I have the power to choose how to feel. And we have the power to choose this two-letter word, very short but very strong, the word no. I have heard this multiple times everywhere. A woman is not equipped to lead because we are very emotional beings. What they meant was we are easily affected by our emotions and brought down by outside factors and oftentimes because of our hormones how many times have you heard and they think that that results to poor judgment and poor decisions so it means we cannot lead I find that stoicism teaches us that we are in control of ourselves that we have an ability to have a direction to have a goal and to take life as it is stoicism teaches us to eliminate what is unnecessary to achieve our goals say yes to what only matters to us and no to anything else saying yes to everything sometimes we think it's going to be more efficient for us but it's going to exhaust you if you say yes to everything. Again, we as women, we have the power to choose. One of the cardinal virtues of Stoicism is fortitude. So fortitude is not just courage, but is it is courage in pain and in adversity. We have to consciously train our minds and... Um, ourselves to have self-control, to set priorities, and to be relentlessly optimistic, especially in today's world. Fortitude in women is not just physical strength, which we always relate to giving birth. It takes moral strength and strength of character to be a woman in fortitude. And this is very important. Why is it important to be To have fortitude as a woman leader it is because our world today still looks down on femininity on female leaders i am not in any way a full-fledged stoic every now and then i do things out of the beliefs of stoicism but conscious daily effort choosing well Eating healthy and accepting that life is not perfect. And of course, we cannot have it all, even if we want to, gives tranquility to ourselves and our lives. Stoicism really helped me, especially in my leadership in uh, GCI Mahati Princess Orduha. It's because I have learned to eliminate what I hear, and what happens outside of our chapter that's unnecessary. If it doesn't matter to me, then I shouldn't be affected by it. What matters to me, which is our membership and our goal in empowering women and changing the world positively, should be my goal and I should always work towards that. I will leave you with this one quote by Epictetus, a very, um, I love this stoic person, he's an ancient stoic, to make the best of what is in our power and to take the rest as it occurs. Thank you very much to everyone who's been listening and thank you very much to Global Women Who Rule for giving us the opportunity to talk about being a stoic women leader in this world that's full of hormones have a wonderful night everyone
3: thank you Clarence
0: Liwanag, and to all of the Stoic women out there, I hope you were represented well, right? Now, of course, special message, you have the power to choose. So do not ever take that for granted. All right, so 20 speakers so far, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're all still doing okay. And you know, let us know what you think. If you have questions, send them in the comment section. And now, I promise you, we we'll still have more all right, and in the meantime, I would like to thank these wonderful sponsors that made this event possible Rise Creatives, JCI Makati Macart- Princess Rudua, mm-hmm. Block Tides, Strata Results, Puzzle Box BBO Incorporated, Outcome Incorporated, Intersections Communications Incorporated, Moving Walls, Fully Tech, Pitchworks, Bayong Bellam, Beautita Cosmetics, Sier Rice Express, Pure Placenta, Empower, Zen Events, My Daily Collagen, Brown Roots Creatives, Graze It Up, Elros Electrical Corporation, Beauty Buzz PH, and Private Pop Avenue. We would also like to thank the following promoters. There you have it. And please do stay with us. We are going to be back in a few moments.
3: Bye. Social media can be overwhelming for entrepreneurs and business owners,
1: and a lot actually struggles with daily content that converts sales. But don't fret, Rise Up Creatives Worldwide is here to help you with daily customizable captions, exclusive photos, and an easy-to-use design studio, all in one digital platform. Plus, monthly masterclasses to help you grow your business with just five minutes
3: of investment each day. Join us today. It's time to Rise Up and be creative. welcome to strata results where we take a partnership approach to ensuring that your business processes chosen technology people and information are aligned to support your business strata results partnering for your success
0: hello and we are back and of course thank you for sticking around and staying with us because we have a few more left now on to our next speaker Sandy Montano has some key titles to her name. She is the first ever ASEAN Woman Leader Awardee during the ASEAN Business Awards, or ABA 2014, held in Myanmar. She received this award because of her outstanding presence in the community as the woman behind Community Health, Emergency Education, and Rescue Services, or CHEERS. The institution's advocacy is to provide rescue services during natural disasters and calamities. The following year, she was recognized by ASEAN Women Entrepreneur Network or AWIN, in Hanoi, Vietnam as the Outstanding ASEAN Women Entrepreneur of the Year. And in case you didn't know, Sandy is a nurse by profession and was recognized as Warang Nars ng Bayan by the Philippine Nurses Association. Currently the chairperson of the Philippine Commission on Women or PCW to give insights on how women are powerful beyond measure and beautiful beyond pressure. Streaming live from Manila, Philippines, ladies and gentlemen, Chairperson Sandy Montano. Women who rule this
4: event was made possible because of a good person and an empowered woman, Ms. Apple. Before I begin my presentation, I would like to thank GWWR for making this possible, for inviting me to talk about violence against women and the Safe Spaces Act, and how we can empower more women and girls with today's society. Now let me walk you through the two landmark laws for the protection of the women which i know is very relevant for you to know as we celebrate the national women's month okay so sa po sa mga nakikinig ngayon at nanonood happy women's month po sa lahat okay so let me start with the republic act 11313 or the safe spaces act also known as the bawal Bastos law and republic act 9262 or the anti-violence against women and their children act let us first understand why these laws were enacted and why our women and children are at the brunt of discrimination that necessitated the passage of special laws to protect them here are some of the examples of actual advertisements from time when male superiority was considered as the social standard Imagine if the same situation still exists today that women are not allowed to cast vote, go to college, occupy leadership positions both in government and the private sector, or enjoy equal salary and opportunity as men. The root cause of the vow, okay, these are harmful gender norms, are deeply embedded in our cultures and religions. That sometimes we do not recognize it instantly. Then adequate power relations between men and women are fueled by sexism, patriarchal customs, and the less general perspective that women are vulnerable and less competent as the future leaders and change agents of this country. Your participation in the fight against discrimination and violence against women is indeed crucial. I would like to point out that violence against women, or vow, remains to be one of the country's pervasive social problems. Pervasive because it has been existing at all levels, in walks of life, even in the vulnerable and marginalized sectors like IP women, persons with disabilities, and women in general. Data show that even with the passage of several laws that we have right now, women still experience from different forms of abuses, including sexual online exploitation. In the interest of time, we will be focusing the discussion on the Safe Spaces Act and the anti vousy Act. These two landmark laws that aims to protect women and girls from sexual harassment and the inti- intimate partner violence. Before the passage of the Safe Spaces Act, the Public Act Seven Eight Seven Seven or the Anti-Sexual Harassment Act was signed into law in 1995. Back then, it can only be considered as a sexual harassment if the offense is committed by a perpetrator who has moral ascendancy over the victim. For example, the abuser is your teacher, your boss, your coach or trainer, or any other person who has moral ascendancy, authority, or influence over you. On one hand, if you were abused by your classmate, friend, or fellow employee, or if a teacher was harassed by a student, it would not be considered sexual harassment. It would only be treated as acts of lasciviousness or unjust vexation, which also has lower penalties under the revised penal code. The Public Act 11313 or the Safe Spaces Act recognizes that safety should not have a limitation and should cover spaces where people are allowed to participate, develop, whether physically or virtually. It expanded expanded the previous law to include public and online spaces, aside from the workplace, schools, and training institutions. It also removed the requirement that the abuser must be someone who has authority, moral ascendancy, or influence over the victims victims can now file a case for gender-based sexual harassment if it is committed by peers friends fellow teachers or employees as long as the offense falls within the definition of sexual harassment under the safe spaces act so as i have mentioned earlier Sexual harassment is now punishable when committed between peers, colleagues, associates, schoolmates, professors, non-teaching personnel, regardless of their uh, positions or authority. The organizations or officers must also designate an officer in charge to receive the gender-based sexual harassment complaints and forward them to the Committee on the Quorum and Investigation, or this is what we call the CODI. We also hope that more victims will be encouraged to report and to the authorities so that they can be given necessary protection and assistance to prevent further abuse. Let me share some of the ways to report by seeking help during the pandemic. The victim can report to the barangay vaudes for immediate assistance. Vaudes are usually located inside the barangay hall and are managed by female desk officers. It is good to have your barangay contact number saved on your cell phones in case of emergency. Okay, next, victims can also report abuse to the Women Children Protection Center or WCPC, which is under the Philippine National Police. The, ch- the WCPC handles cases of violence against women and their children and oversees the conduct of investigation, arrest, and other operations against perpetrators. You can find the WCPC on Facebook or the Ali Police hotline to the numbers uh, you can see on, uh, on the website and other social media. Another way to report online is through the e-report sa Gender Umbud website. Developed by Commission on Human Rights, you can file a complaint online and officers will contact you to get more information, provide help, and refer to your uh, agencies or other necessary services. We also have the DSWD, which which piloted a program called Y Support, where the victim can call, text, email, or use your app to get counseling and other mental health and support services for free. Okay, if the victim needs medical assistance, particularly those who are physically or sexually abused, they can avail of the services being provided by the Women and Children Protection Units, or WCPU. Okay, what else? I would like to share to you now that we have just uh, signed an MOU wherein the violence against women can now be included in the 911 emergency hotline. Before, when we talk about emergency, there are five cases being adopted or being rescued by the 911 emergency hotline. The terrorism, bombing, fire, earthquake, calamity, and the medical emergency. Now, the six um cases or emergency or urgent case is the ge- gender based violence and the violence against women and children so this makes uh, us more um, evident that we can work together we can make sure that there is a uh, there is a project with the government that you can um, count on also we would like to tell you we would like to tell everyone that we we will be launching today the move Okay, men oppose violence everywhere. This is an organization under um, the Ayak Bausi and the Philippine Commission on Women, wherein we would like to ask all our male counterparts uh, to join us in this MOVE chapter. If you belong to an LGU in your community, you can check with them and be a member. The membership is free, as a matter of fact. If you're going to join for some meetings, for some activity and gift giving, this can be charged. All the um, uh, all the membership or or the cases that you you're going to need to pay can be charged to the Gender and Development Fund or the five uh, percent fund allocated with the government agency. Okay. So when we talk about at this point, I would like to call on you, all of you. To be an agent and ally in reducing violence against women. Together, let us create a community that is free from, from violence. We will be observing this year, November and December, the the annual 18-day campaign to end violence against women. And uh, this is a form of, okay, this is uh, these are what we call this. Um, Safe spaces act and other forms of gender-based violence. Okay, again, I would like to uh, end my presentation by saying that together we can do a lot. And if we will able to help children and uh, women to empower themselves, so chances are we will have their full potential. Uh, we all have a role to play. Women stand up for your rights, break barriers be pioneers of change, and empower other Juanas, and make sure that discrimination is eradicated. Our men, okay, sa ating mga puan na nakikinig at nanonood po ngayon, you can help by challenging stereotypes and the traditional macho culture, and enjoying more Juans to practice positive instead of toxic masculinity. To the LGBTQIA community, you are propellers and key movers of this advocacy towards gender equality to government agencies and private institutions like the GWWR. We count on you for concrete programs and services that will help turn the wheel of the gender equality and women empowerment. The Philippine Commission on Women thanks all our partners in this advocacy and we encourage everyone to continue building on the gains achieved and move further towards gender equality. Lastly, to all Juana's out there, this celebration is a reminder that you are strong, magnificent, beautiful in all ways, exemplary, diligent, brilliant, compassionate and passionate, innovative, resilient and powerful for being pillars, trailblazers, and change makers in their family, community, and our country. We honor and celebrate you. If I may share to you, women are powerful beyond measure and beautiful beyond pressure. This is Sandy Sanchez-Montano, your chairperson from the Philippine Commission on Women, saying congratulations at Happy MIMES for sa ating
3: lahat.
0: Thank you very much, Miss Sandy, and very informative, right? So, everyone, please take note that the V. A W call is now considered an emergency when you call 911. So that's a very great development, right? And you know, if you see see an abuse happening, please speak up and report it. You know, it can help the whole community. All right, now moving on to our third to the last speaker for tonight, Dr. Marivik C. Agbordo Mercadal, or Doctor Avik was a BS psychology graduate at the University of Santo Tomas, where she met her husband, Dr. Gerard. They have been together for more than 21 years and have been blessed with two beautiful girls, Marga and Cheska. During her residency training, her interest in gynecologic cancer blossomed. She then pursued further training in gynecologic oncology and robotic, robotic surgery, at the national university hospital singapore and at the Jose reyes memorial medical center she is a fellow of the philippine obstetrical and gynecological society an advocate of women's cancer care and prevention through education of women she is also a member of the philippine society for cervical pathology and colposcopy currently she is a practicing consultant at various hospitals. The Medical City is one of them. And she is also a faculty at the Ateneo School of Medicine and Public Health while completing her MBA in health. Fun fact: Dr. Avik bakes, cooks, and she is a certified bookworm. When it comes to women's health, mother knows best, especially if she's a doctor. Listen to the expert's advice on empowering women through awareness. What every woman should know about their reproductive health. Streaming live from Ortiga Center, Pasig City, Philippines. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Avic Agurto Mercadal. Dr. Abbott, I think uh, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. Hi. Hi. There you go. Can I share my slide?
5: So again, good evening. Thank you for that kind introduction and it is such an honor to be part of the Global Women Who Rule for 2022 and to speak beside this 21 Beautiful women and powerful women, whom you have heard and will be hearing more for, from from tonight. So I would like to extend my deepest gratitude to the new channel and to Miss um, Apple Esplana Manansala for creating this venue for all women to come together to share our experiences and advocacies and to empower all women here tonight through awareness. So I am Avik, an, an obstetrician and gynecologist with specialty training in cancer care for women. And there are many health issues and cancers affecting the females, and most of them are preventable. So that's why this evening I would like to empower all of you through awareness on what you should know about your reproductive health, um, specifically on uh, some cancer prevention that are relevant uh, for women. So first let me define for you what is reproductive health. So reproductive health is the um, state of a complete well-being and the optimal condition of the female's reproductive system during all of the stages of a woman's life. So that's from infancy, pubertal development, to reproductive years, uh, during pregnancy, delivery, and postpartum period. So until her menopause. So I'm sorry, I think some of my slides, um, the um, animation of my slides are not working. So um, in this slide, uh, actually, I wanted to present to you some of the female organs, um, our fe- the female organs, which are the uterus, where babies grow when we get pregnant, um, the cervix, where the baby comes out from the uterus into the vagina, and uh, vital also are the ovaries and the fallopian tubes, since the ovaries um, produces necessary hormones that are vital to the daily function of a woman. So that is to regulate her menstruation, for pregnancies to occur, and to protect her vital organs like the heart and bones. So also important is the breast. So there are a lot of uh, benign and uh, malignant conditions that can arise. From the breast tissues, and it is important for um, women to have knowledge and uh, to consult for uh, monitoring and screening for breast diseases.
3: Okay.
5: So, um, at the back of this uh, photo, actually, so I have um, the common excuses why. The gynecologist uh, will not, I mean, some patients will not seek consult to a gynecologist. So a lot of women will always have reasons and why she should not visit her gynecologist, even when she's already having irregular menses or no menses for two months, three months, or even for a year. So actually having missed menstruation when you're not pregnant puts you at higher risk of having um, cancer, like endometrial cancer. So this should already... Um, be warning signs for patients to seek consult to a gynecologist or sometimes women can feel some lump in her breast or uh, in her abdomen but they would just dismiss it, dismiss it to uh, maybe having, having gained some weight. So uh, in my practice as a gynecologist, there are some common excuses that patients will say why they will not um, seek consult to a gynecologist, and that is when their menses, um, because their menses come regularly or they don't feel anything wrong with their body, they are afraid to see a gynecologist, especially when we do the internal examination on them. They are busy with work and have no free day, or they don't have an extra budget to go to a doctor or do the test, or they need to take care of their home and their kids. So these are the common reasons that they give. And exactly, it's because this is what uh, a mom or a woman um, would would be in her family. So most moms are super moms. So their concerns, their excuses are actually valid concerns. And because they had a lot of things on their plate that they need to do. So women, especially moms, are our modern day superheroes. And this photo actually sums up the things that what a woman is so this it did not even did not even include a woman working no so aside from the these things that she needs to do at home she also needs to work so sometimes um they can do a lot of things except think of themselves and think of their health so that is why we appreciate very much the strength the character and the power of a woman. woman so Given the importance of our dear uh, women in our lives, our mothers, grandmothers, daughters, nieces, best friends, teachers, co-workers, or even ourselves, we should know how to take care of our health and when to see a gynecologist. So sometimes in trying to save money or time, a woman ends up spending more money and more time for diseases that actually can be prevented and diagnosed at the early stage of the disease. So, a woman's uh, that is why it's important for our superwoman to have their regular checkup. So, that's the women's wellness exam. So, without any symptoms or concerns, they just need to go to the doctor to see their gynecologist to make sure that everything is okay with their bodies. So, a women's wellness examination includes a full physical examination. Um, including most specifically for the breast and uh, pelvic examination, health screenings um, as needed for their age and health issues um, that can be done, um, including those for their comorbidities like hypertension, if they are diabetic, obese, or have cholesterol problems. So all these can be screened. Vaccinations, especially for the preventable cervical cancer, the human papillomavirus virus, um, vaccine, uh, which is actually our the proven uh, vaccine that fights against cervical cancer. So it can also be administered during your routine checkup with your uh, gynecologist. So this is also an opportunity for educating and counseling women regarding the different issues like menstruation, women's lifestyle, sexual health, contraception and family planning and menopause. For those uh, without health insurance, who are saying that they don't have extra budget, There are actually government um, institutions or charity institutions um, that you can go to uh, wherein they conduct um, outpatient clinics for gynecology and obstetrics, and they can screen you for the different diseases free of any charges. And sometimes you can use your PhilHealth to pay for these um, services. So I, I just want to talk about um, some of the most common uh, cancers um, affecting the women, so it is important to know about this so that we can actually prevent them and diagnose them early. So breast cancer is the most common cancer among Filipino women and it is actually the third leading cause of cancer-related deaths in the country next to lung and liver. So early detection of breast changes and prompt medical consultation may lead to a higher likelihood of a successful treatment. So one important thing that um, women should know is how to do breast uh, self-examination or BSE. So this is very simple. You don't need to spend anything. Um, it's very effective for women to detect any noticeable changes in your breast. So you can um, do this maybe about 10 days from the start of your menstruation. So we don't usually do that, Do this when you have uh, menstruation, when you're about to have menses or immediately after. Because there are hom- hormones uh, present in your body during menstruation that uh, can cause some tenderness and swelling in your breast. And some cysts may actually be present during this time but when you try to do it far from your menstruation maybe about 10 days, 7 to 10 10 days, then um, those cysts will be gone. So you need to do this, you can actually stand in front of the mirror, Uh, you can raise both of your arms behind your back uh, and then check your breast. check for any changes. You can also do it by with your hands on the side and then uh, while holding your hips, so that you can um, better visualize um, your breast and any changes. And then, when you're in the shower, you can palpate for your breast, or even when you're lying down, you can palpate for your breast. You can raise the arm of the breast that you are palpating so that um, you can um, better um, uh, identify any. Masses present in your breast. So you start from the middle. Check your nipple for any discharge. If it is inverted, you check your areolar tissue, areolar area. You using two to three fingers, palpate around your nipple, going out and up until you reach your armpit or your um, axillary area. Because sometimes when you have breast cat or when you have breast cancer, this uh, bad cells can actually go to your, to the lymph nodes in your axillary area. So you can check that while in the shower and or while lying down. So you you should do this regularly so as to um, have early detection of any abnormal findings in your breast. And once you note any of these changes like mass, erosions, discoloration, erythema, or there's wound in your breast, go and see your gynecologist immediately. And uh, he he or she will request um, the breast imaging for you and refer you to the breast surgeon. So how do we um, screen for breast cancer? So we can do it by doing the mammography. So, a mammogram or a mammography is an x ray picture of your breast. So, women aged 40 to 44 years old should have the choice to start breast cancer screening once a year with mammography if they wish to do so. And the risk of screening as well as the potential benefits should be considered. Women aged 45 to 49 years old should be screened uh, annually by mammography, and those uh, as well as those. 50 to 54 years old. For those more than or equal to 55 years old, they can do annual screening or every two years. So that is from um, the American Cancer Society. Uh, Next one is the cervical cancer. So this is um, very close to my heart. We should really, really do uh, a lot of counseling and um, promotion on the awareness for cervical cancer because there are really a lot of patients suffering from this disease and maybe the knowledge about this is very, is not, uh, not yet um uh, very known to a lot of uh, women. So what is cervical cancer? So cervical cancer is actually the cancer of the cervix, that's the lower portion of the uterus in contact with your vagina. So cervical uh, cancer is the second leading cancer among Filipino women and among women 15 to 44 years old and the fourth leading cause of female cancer-related deaths among Filipinas. So this is actually a preventable disease and what is known about it is that it is caused by a persistent human papillomavirus infection. So the human papillomavirus infection is um, acquired by women through sexual contact. So when you have, uh, when you start to have sexual contact, it already exposes you to having this HPV infection. But it is said that uh, women actually have the mechanism to eliminate it from our body. But when it persists, it can cause changes in the cervix that can eventually lead to cervical cancer. So there are multiple other risk factors or the reasons why you will have An increased risk for the disease is when you have multiple sexual partners at any time. So meaning you have more than one partner or partner of someone who had multiple sexual partners. For example, you only have one partner in your lifetime, but you were quite lucky to have a a, a husband or a partner who had many previous partners. So that already increases your risk of having the virus and eventually having cervical cancer as early initiation of sexual contact and having multiple pregnancies can also be risk factors and when you smoke you use oral contraceptive pills and you had history of sexually transmitted diseases that also increases your likelihood of having a persistent hpv infection and eventually cervical cancer so these this are the presentation of cervical cancer. So patients will have abnormal vaginal bleeding or foul-smelling discharge, pelvic and back pain, loss of appetite and weight loss when the tumor is already big enough to obstruct your uh, bladder, your ureter, or your bowels. You can have changes in your habits and also some leg swelling can be seen in patients with cervical cancer it can also lead to a renal uh, failure for some patients some patients needing dialysis so this is quite um, a difficult uh, condition to have so it's important that we uh, have uh, we encourage our patients to have a regular screening for cervical cancer so how do we screen we screen by doing pap smear so you can start as early as 25 years old for those with uh, sexual contact, and um, human virus screening. So it's like the COVID-19 uh, uh, swab test, RT-PCR. So we actually just check for the presence of the virus in your cervix. So we start at 30 years old. So this is how big the problem of uh, cervical cancer is. So the WHO even said that one woman dies of cervical cancer every two minutes, and we can prevent So HPV vaccination is another form of prevention. We can start it as early as 9 years old and can be routinely given at 11 to 12 years old until 26 years old. It is given 2 to 3 doses, um, and uh, for 27 to 45 years old, it can also be considered as long as the patient and the doctor understands its benefit. Boys can also be given as early as 9 years old. So other screening conditions, so I just need a few more minutes. Um, For endometrial and ovarian cancer, it can be prevented by having routine ultrasound on regular consult with your gynecologist, preventing the risk factors by uh, having a healthy lifestyle and maintaining your sugars and blood pressures within the normal range. Um, Colon cancer. You can visit your friendly gastroenterologist and you can have routine colonoscopy starting 50 years old or earlier if with family history of colon cancer. So again, prevention is better than cure in most of these diseases. That's why it is important for women to understand uh, the different conditions that they can have So another advocacy that the Philippine Obstetrical and Gynecological Society is actively advocating is the one that was previously presented uh, to put a stop against uh, violence against women and children. So uh, if you're having this, you can actually talk to your gynecologist and seek help also. So I hope I was able to impart with you the awareness among our women. So among the diseases that you can have. So there are thousands of obstetricians and gynecologists in the different regions of the Philippines. And my only message to all of you is to empower yourselves. Let us empower each one of us and go seek your seek consult with your gynecologist to have a better health for all of us. Thank you very much. And again, thank you to the new channel and to the global women who rule 2022. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Avik, for sharing your knowledge and expertise to everyone. And to you watching right now, go get that checkup that you've been postponing for a long time. Okay, now it's time to meet our final speaker this evening. Known since her college days as a staunch advocate for the youth and volunteerism movement, Gang Badoy Kapati founded a groundbreaking movement and nonprofit called Rock Ed Philippines in 2005. She sits on the founding board of the Mindanao Peace Games and is a mental fitness coach for national athletes under the Philippine Olympic Committee Athletes Commission. Under Rock Ed, she spearheaded projects A web-wide mental health initiative focused on creative arts therapy and outside the clinic approaches to, to trauma therapy. Training for almost a decade as an art therapist in the maximum security prison, Gang believes that peace and progress are impossible if a nation doesn't prioritize mental health. Gang was recognized as one of the outstanding women in the nation's service or towns and received the 10 Outstanding Young Men Award, and so far has been the only Filipino to receive both awards in the same year. Currently, GANG is a trauma research foundation ally, runs a pro bono web-wide mental health learning program for teachers, coaches, and athletes, recently published a book on athletes during the pandemic, and runs a limited mental health private practice gang has an online popular french bulldog named justice gang is the lead trauma therapist and executive director of project steady which is this year's global women who Rules event beneficiary let's all listen to her as she talks about what project steady does and its mission streaming live from manila philippines ladies and gentlemen gang badoy kapati Good
6: evening, everyone. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Oh good. Um Alamo grabe. Today we listen to words. We listen to each other. We listen to other women. We listen to stories. We listen to things they know, their expertise, their work, their being mothers, they're being mothers and wives and sisters and friends who grieve. And I'm thinking, Grabe, into bong aro na to, Like, <laughs> Global Women of Rule, This is a fantastic and powerful gathering You just uh, hoisted today. So I'm really grateful that I'm part of it. Anyway, Magkakwento ako. kwento ako. I have this good friend, And she went on a date. Tapos, Haba <laughs> na a date niya, uh, Tumawag siya sa akin. As good friends do. Tapos, Sabi niya, Gang! Hindi ata niya ako type. Sako bakit uh, na sa banyo siya ntagal? Nasaayko. So can you imagine? There are like a thousand explanations for why her date is in the bathroom long. Like, pwedeng I don't know ba nagagproblesa sa chan? Baka nagugus na kamay? Baka may pinikap na phone call? Baka whatever. There were so many other explanations. Pero ang conclusion niya feeling ko hindi niya ako type. ay. Like, can you imagine? That's how intensely unkind we are to ourselves. So, as a friend, what will I say? What will I say to my friend? Ano na sa sabihin ko sa friend ko na gang hindi niya ko type? Ano na sa ko? Eh, siyempre hindi ka type, may taba ka sa hita eh. I mean, no one, no friend says that. We will not say that to a friend and yet. Or you'll say, ah, siyempre hindi ka type, hindi ka masyadong funny eh. Tapos medyo chubby ka pa. Tapos ang iti mo pa, kulot mo pa or whatever. It is the adjectives that we've thrown at ourselves. A good friend will never say that. But you know what? We say that to ourselves. And it's intensely, intensely important for me to tell everyone, sobrang mahalaga to, you have to be, how do I say this? You really need to choose the words you use to describe yourself. Alam mo yung mga days na, ah, ako, or ah, kalamo wala lang yun. But when you say something, send ka ng signal sa brain mo eh. And somehow in the end, pag pa ulit yon naniniwala ka na, I mean, sino ba sa atin hindi nagkaroon ng tita? Ako may tita ako na ganito. Sino ba sa atin hindi nagkaroon ng tita na nagsabi, ang taba mo ngayon? O kaya, <laughs> kailang mag-aasawa? Or um, uh, yung matres mo? Hindi <laughs> ka ba nagkakaanak? I mean, sino ba sa atin walang tita na ganun? Lahat may ganun na tita. So, sometimes akala natin hindi nag-imprint on us, but it stays, you know? It really stays. And, and hanggang sa pagtangdabo, akala mo lang kalamon na kalimutan mo yung nine years old gatas to yung tita mo kasi masikip na yung pantalon mo and you you remember that and I'm thinking oh, I feel very sad I want to hug all the little girls that encountered something like that yung um, nasa bihan ng bata na hindi ka maganda or hindi ka funny or hindi ka smart and then we think it's nothing and we get older and we realize one of these days we say like oh, Bakit ang bagal ko mag-decide? Oh, kasi natatakot akong magkamali ba? Grabe ako mag-diet kasi naaalala mo yung mga traumas yun. So what I really want to say is after listening to the words, the stories, the expertise, the grieving, the happiness, the joy and the pride of Alpha, Ruth, Jamie, Mitch, Prue, Mia, Faith Hasmin, Marites L. Bea, Leigh, Myrtle, Heidi, Frances, Celia, Shirley, Christine, Clarence, Sandy, and right before me, Doc Avid, when you listen to them, you'll have to really say, wow, these words are strong. I, I'm grateful I heard them. I'm grateful I listened to them. I, too, have a story. But you know, it really matters what we, how we, describes our, we describe ourselves. So I really want to thank everybody who shared their story today. Honestly... How do I say this? One of my best friends died in Madrid two weeks ago. So I'm not really in the best position to to be exuberant or triumphant because I'm grieving. But, But I didn't cancel. I didn't send a talk. I decided to show up because this is what Filipina women do. We show up. We show up when it's difficult. We show up when there's a chance to say thank you. We show up when there's a chance to say sorry. We show up when there's a chance to honor other women. I'm showing up to honor my mom, who gave birth to 10 children, was widowed at 34 at that time with seven children and pregnant with one. I was born of a strong woman and I really need to grab Every chance I can get, na pag may nagsasama-samang kababaihan, kailang ko talaga sabihin, sobrang galang Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And di ko alam kung kanino kayo naniwala ng bata kayo pero take my word for it now. Ang last natin, tayo talaga ang bumubuhat ng kalahati ng langit, tayo talaga yon. At international women's month ngayon and I celebrate all. Humans of any gender identity, LGBTQIA, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, LMNOP, because we were all born of women. I really think it's so appropriate that an Obegan ecologist spoke before me. First of all, I really need to go and have a checkup, but I really think it's appropriate that an Obegan ecologist spoke before me because dun tayan na iilang, dun tayan na. Uh, you know, we're so we're so bothered. We're so awkward with our bodies, but really we should be so proud we were all born of a one and and we women we show up we show up Kahit mahirap and sometimes we show up and we're Gloriously beautiful when we do no matter how sad we are no matter how broken You can't imagine the 1,000 things. I really want to say this after, this evening Wow, and dami ko talagang gustong sabihin lalo sa mga Pilipina na offend dahil dahil lang halimbawa I mean sometimes the president of the Philippines isn't very respectful of women uh, <laughs> I say that nicely he jokes about rape and violence he jokes about shooting women in the vagina uh, this is not I'm not this is not a political tirade I'm just saying we nasanay tayo nasanay yata tayo na ganun pag-usapan ng babae. Baka nasanay na tayo na ganun-ganun lang tayo pag-usapan. Baka nasanay na tayo na sinisabi nila, ah, babae, hindi magaling, mahina. Ayoko tayong masanay dun. At baka, you know, our parents maybe be raised that, that, that way kasi galing sila sa generation na uh, medyo iba. Pero kayo bilang mga nanay, you have to raise your children not so much as sons and daughters but as humans uh, who raise each other with respect, who honor each other because everybody deserves honor and politeness, I suppose. <laughs> I think that's so basic. I think heartbroken na the past five years kasi nahakita ko na twing na i insulto ang kababaihan nagiging okay lang samarami nataatawa because kasi funny. I get it na funny, but you know, this is the only venue I'll actually say this. not funny when we joke about women. When we disparage women, when we diminish women, it is not funny because you diminish the wombs that bore you. We diminish the wombs that bore us and we can't have that. I feel like self-hatred, kaya hindi we're not dalang dami kong gusto ng sabiin at konti lang yung time ko at ayoko rin kayo ibor global women who rule first of all I really wanted to thank the women who spoke before me the women who organized this and the men and the LGBTQIA that organized this celebrating International Women's Month I will end with a poem that I memorized I know it's not amazing bigira humug memorize pero may ako na memorize ako natulah from the 1990s hindi ko sya tulah pero sorry yana iya ako kasi intense ng feeling eh <laughs> ang intense ng feeling ko and ng joy ko na meganito. because it's been hard for Filipinas ever since hanggang ngayon and I'm really glad every time someone celebrates our gender and our strength so I'll end with this poem anong translate ko kaya lang di ko siya na translate kasi na memorize ko lang siya sa English so I'll end with it. Um, the title "Kana <laughs> tissue." Sorry. Uh, I'll end with a poem called "My IQ." <sighs> because you know, words will save us. When I was four years old, they tried to test my IQ. So they showed me a picture of three oranges and a pear, and they asked me, "Gang?" Which one is different and does not belong? They taught me different was wrong. But when I was 13 years old, I woke up one morning. My thighs were covered in blood like a war, like a warning that, that I live in a breakable, takeable body, an ever increasingly valuable body that a woman had come in the night to replace me, deface me. You see, my body is borrowed. I got it on loan. For the time in between my mom and some maggots, I don't need anyone to hold me. I can hold my own. I've got highways for stretch marks. See where you've grown? I write sometimes like my life is at stake because you're only as loud as the noises you make. I'm learning to laugh as hard as I can listen because silence is violence in women and poor people. If more people were screaming, then I can relax. But a good brain is nothing if you don't have the facts. We live in a breakable, takeable world, an ever-available, possible world. And we can make music like we can make do. Genius is in a backbeat. It's backseat to nothing if you're dancing, especially to something stupid, a measurement like IQ. For every lie, global women who rule, (laughs) or every lie we unlearn, we learn something new. For every life, Filipinos unlearn, we learn something new. We have to post online sometimes for this war that we fight because every tool is a weapon if you hold it right. Thank you for listening and thank you for inviting me. Celebrate women wherever you go. Mabuhay ang Filipina.
0: Thank you very much gang and you know everyone i've been trying to <laughs> keep my emotions at bay but the end part really really got me but anyway some very and that is that's really powerful but my key takeaways are you know filipino women we show up no matter what we show up and you know for every live and learn we learn something new such a beautiful message thank you very much gang and of course shout out i want to give a shout out to all of our 1,000 viewers that peaked to 1502 yes thank you so much for your support it has been tremendous and just to recap you know we had our last speaker i just want to recap uh some key phrases from each speaker so find your passion lead be sincere go out there check for signs, ask for help, be the difference. Life has a purpose. Focus on the life goals. Volunteer. Women are gifted to see potential. Women are reliable. Moms are resilient. Connect and collaborate. A higher power is helping us pick up the pieces, live and thrive. Parenting apps and groups help. Please join them. Demand, it's okay to demand. Keep going until you achieve your goals. We have the power to choose. Join community efforts to create a safe space for women and children. Show up, have yourself checked. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you all for ha- for being with us today. But to officially close the summit, I'd like to welcome once again the ideator of this Marvelous, empowering, and truly inspiring event. Miss Apple Esplana Manansala.
7: This is the final part, but welcome to live stream where everything happens and everything happens for a reason for sure. What a day, everybody! Um, more than six hours of roller coaster of emotions online and offline. If you cried a tear online while watching the 22 speakers earlier, we also did backstage. Super cried right? a lot backstage because of the preparations that we had to do. We've been sitting here and standing up for the last eight hours, at least today. You have no idea how challenging it is to stage online, online long events with 22 powerful profiles from different parts of the world, which we did today. Highs and lows of emotions, I must say, what an amazing day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all the 22 wonderful, amazing, inspiring, transforming stories and global women who rule speakers, profiles that we have met today. You have truly touched our lives. Thank you, Alpha, Ruth, Jamie, Mitch, Crew, <laughs> Mia, Faith, Hasmin, Marites, Elle, Bea, Leigh, Heidi, Frances, Celia, Shirley, Christine, Clarence, Sandy, Avik, and Gang. And of course, Anj. thank you for doing great today. Thank you very much for sharing your time and your talents with all of us. We are not big, global women who rule, speaking, but thank you very much because you shared your time with us. From the bottom of my heart, the 22 global women who rule profiles thank you for the support especially oh thank you also to the 22 other global women who rule 2021 profiles Not the ones who joined us last year for the support especially in promoting our event most especially Adet Puerto Gladys Basinillo and Kathy Solis Davila Maraming maraming salamat po to everyone who stayed. Hindi po ako magsasawa at matatapos ang salitang salamat at thank you um dito sa last part na to ng ating um online event. And syempre, maraming salamat sa 1000 plus people na naggather at nakinig, nanonood sa atin right now on the new channel. Thank you very much for staying. This is amazing. <laughs> um i prepared something but i'm actually not reading it anymore thank you so much because um, it's very overwhelming i wanted to speak from the heart and this is really what we have done today this is really using and doing digital for good global women who rule would not be possible without the following sponsors and the supporters and donors and friends so let me just um you know uh go through my list and uh Babasahin at, ka, at sasabihin ko po sila isa-isa sa inyo Thank you so much to Rice Creatives JCI, Makati Princess or Black Tides, Strata Results Puzzle Box PPO Inc. Outcome Inc. In Life, Intersections Communications Inc. Moving Walls, Peach Pitchworks, Bayong Shaga, Belam Portier Placenta, Beautita Cosmetics Ecija Rice Express, Asea Empower, Zen Events my Daily Collagen, Grace It Up, Elros Electrical Corp., Beauty Bus, PH, Brown Roots Creatives, Private Punk Avenue, Ernesto by Barber Boy, our event promoters, thank you very much, Stand Up with Oro, Mom Pringers Club, Life Coach Philippines, Village People, Write, Breathe, and Live, The Manila Times, The Manila Bulletin, The Asian Parrot Philippines and Singapore, CSR Insights, Malaya News, Malaya Business Insights, Mindanao Times, Panay News, The Philippine Daily Inquirer, Woman Ph, Philippine Portal, page one, whew, IMAP, CICP, Creators and Influencers Council of the Philippines, PCW, Philippine Commission on Women. Our sincerest thanks also to the following individuals Mike and Nice Alvir, Mark Amaranto, Elton Mark Bukoy, Iana Garcia, Celia Jacob, Flor Lazaro, Architect Clarence Liwanag, Hasmin Miroy, JP and Che Montejo, Lawrence and Joby Linsangan Moreno, Anna Perez, Joe J Don, sorry, Julia Robilios, Kate Dalaga Garcia, Adet Porto, David Bioterion, Norman Davila, Rio Ruiz, Chiana Simora, Steve Anglicas, Mitch Tarosa. JJ Tulio, Shamir Valdeavilla, Jav Villaruel, Michelle Miraz, Gail Macapagal-Cruz, Lei Ermitaño, Carla Perlas, Frances Ang, Attorney Carlo Ibanez, King Gonzalez of Realty Realities for giving, uh, for giving time for this event, the entire team of Balay Buhay, Sama na Samar, maraming salamat sa inyo sa Samar for allowing us to use your time and your airing time on the new channel today. Haba, so as you can see, this event would not have been possible for those people and those that I probably, hopefully, wala akong nakalimutan. So thank you so much to my closest friends. You guys know who you are. Hindi na kayo iisa Share, thank you for being uh, there for me today and the whole day today. Thank you once again to project steady gang um Baduy, Kapati. it's an honor to to have met someone like you i still encourage many to share your blessings and gcash your donations through the new channel for this event so we can share more to the projects of our event beneficiary which is project steady please do follow them they have very very good projects for helping not just Filipino women or not just filipinos but also um, yeah they're generally all filipinos are benefiting from them thank you so much of course maraming salamat to my tnc family for all the encouragement and support thank you so much to all the hosts and the shows who promoted the event during the month of march thank you so much to my puzzle box dpo inc team especially my the tnc assigned staff lance richard Armela, sheen janine hershey john mabin and Beya everyone maraming maraming salamat sa hard work ninyo at thank you for uh listening to to me (laughs) our artists at home for assisting me with everything for the preparation my again my friends my forever supporters Ness and Edwin Argame and our very talented host again Anj, thank you so much for your time you know that I appreciate you both Thank you for listening to me as well, na kahit minsan parang nanay nyo na ako, you still believe in what I'm saying. Maraming salamat sa inyong dalawa. My entire Esplana family, my sister, my brother, and their families, my Manzala family who is live and listening to me right now, especially mommy and daddy, thank you very much. Pinag-isipan kong mabuti ito kung sasabihin ko, pero yung sabi ng puso ko, Hindi lang ng ko, I have to speak my mind because that was what I mentioned to you during the opening. So please give me this space because this is really something that we have worked hard for. Hashtag rosas ang kulay ng bukas. It is. And I hope I made my family most importantly proud just for saying that. Of course, our not so little fur shelly. The love of my life, Erwin, thank you for allowing me to do all of this. Being on stream and being public, thank you so much. My baby love, my Andre, my everything, thank you. And this is for you, Anak. From the bottom of my heart, again, together with the growing global women who rule community, who you, you see on stage, we are on our second year, 44 profiles and a growing community. These women, empowered Filipino women, not just in the Philippines but around the world, are here to make sure that the Philippines will get into something, if not yet. Maraming maraming salamat po sa lahat ng nagpalit ng profile picture from February to January to support our event and our cause, at maraming salamat po sa lahat ng communities na tumulong sa atin. I hope that this will also help us enable more Filipinos. Thank you for helping us paint our social media pink. Let's please continue to to paint our Philippines in pink. As I said earlier, today is just the beginning and there are still so many things to do. I look forward to seeing all of you in the next activities of the new channel and most especially Global Women Who Rule. And siyempre, we will see you again in the Global Women Who Rule 2023. Happy International Women's Month to everyone. Hindi lang po sa mga kababaihang Pilipino, kundi sa lahat ng taong nakakasalamuhan natin at sa lahat ng tao sa buong mundo. Patiin po yung mga nanay niyo, mga kapatid niyo, mga anak ninyo. And let us celebrate being a woman every day. Let me say this again. I have been blessed and so are you. Let us continue to pay it forward. To God be all the glory.